Welcome to Take Notes, SMB Global Rating's structured finance podcast and the credit event of your day. Tune in as your hosts, Jim Manzi and Tom Shoplocker, explore hot topics across the structured finance and global markets. Hello and welcome to Take Notes. I'm your host, Tom Shoplocker, and joining me today from our offices in Frankfurt is Matthias Herzog, who is going to chat with us about European CMBS and how loan maturities are approaching in a relatively high interest rate environment. Welcome to the podcast, Matthias. Thanks for having me, Tom. Rising interest rates affect commercial real estate, or CRE, loans in various ways. They make new loans or inadequately hedged floating rate loans more expensive for the borrowers because the interest burden rises. Higher interest rates can also lead to lower CRE values, which increases loan leverage and requires borrowers to raise more equity. Because most loans that we monitor in European CMBS are either based on a fixed interest rate or are hedged against rising rates, we believe that the current environment is affecting refinance risk more than term risk. In your recent paper on the topic, you write, this new environment has moved the focus away from the question of whether borrowers will be able to pay their interest and toward will they actually be able to repay principal? Tell us more about these shifting risks, Matthias. Sure. Thanks for the question. So uh, during the height of the uh, COVID pandemic, a lot of the loans that we monitor in European CMBS were struggling with the ongoing cash flow. That's because the hotels didn't have any customers, obviously, because they were closed. So they didn't have any income. A lot of the retail loans were backed by properties that didn't generate any income because the tenants didn't pay any rent because they had to close their shops. And therefore, interest coverage was depressed in a lot of these loans. And some of them had to draw on the liquidity facilities to keep interest paid on the bonds. That was during the pandemic. Now, the risk has really shifted towards refinance risk. And that's because we have a rising interest rate environment. So with rising interest rates, if you get to maturity of the loan, then any new loan that you want to sign to refinance your loan will come at a higher cost because you have to pay more interest. At the same time, rising interest rates often lead to lower property values. So the LTV goes up, meaning borrowers need to drum up more equity. Let's now take a closer look at those loans that are about to mature in terms of default risk. The bulk of our loans is now in the UK and it shows a concentration of maturities. What specific risks have you identified there? Yeah, so you're right. The bulk of our loans is now in the UK. And of all the loans that we monitor in European CMBS, we've identified five that are coming due to mature in the next 12 months. Plus another loan that is already in default and matured a couple of months ago. So the loan that is already in default is the Maroon loan in the Elizabeth Finance transaction from 2018. That loan is backed by three retail properties across the UK, and uh, they've been struggling with cash flow for a long time, even pre-pandemic. So these properties are currently going through a workout process, and a special servicer is coming up with a business plan to maximize recoveries here. Of the other loans that I mentioned, generally we think they are of low risk to default, and that's because they have very low leverage or the underlying properties are showing a stable cash flow and stable values. For example, we have the Agora Securities deal and the single loan securing that, where we've just recently affirmed all of our ratings. 
But there's one loan that in the article we highlight as having a moderate default risk, and that's the loan securing the highways 2021 PLC transaction. This loan is performing well as well. The concern that we have there is that the interest coverage is relatively low. And when the loan comes up for its maturity date later this year, they will need to get a new interest rate hedge, which will likely reduce their interest coverage. However, because the underlying properties are performing well and the EBITDA from the underlying properties is stable, we think that they'll be using one of their extension options that is agreed in the loan agreement. Now let's shift away from the UK and toward continental Europe, where almost all the loans in our surveillance book mature over the next 12 months, disregarding loan extension options. Tell us about the refinancing risk that the borrowers face there. Okay. So on the continent, as you correctly say, we have most of our loans maturing over the next 12 months. And even the ones that are not maturing in the near term, they'll come up for maturity six months later. So the European book is shrinking relatively quickly. Of the seven loans that we identified as maturing over the next 12 months, we think that four of them have a low risk to default, given their leverage and general performance. And three of them we've identified as having either moderate or high risk. In the moderate bucket, we have the big six loan, which is securing the Canal CMBS finance transaction. That's a Dutch deal. And um, we have six retail properties there that over the entire term of the loan have been struggling with uh, increasing vacancy rates. So there's a concern there that the underlying properties will not be of enough quality to easily secure replacement financing. The second one is the Sirocco loan in the Berg Finance deal, which used to be a large loan transaction. It's now a single loan transaction. And this last loan remaining in the deal originally had three properties of which two have been sold. It's a similar story there. This one is an office building in Vienna and the interest coverage is comparably low. It's below 1.5 times. And when the borrower will be required to get a new interest rate cap or swap, then we think the uh, interest coverage may fall below one times. So that's a concern about refinancing. On the other hand, they've been selling two of the three assets recently, and it's not unlikely that they'll sell the third one as well. And with a 56% LTV, they'd probably repay the loan in full from the sales proceeds. Last but not least, we have the node loan, which is securing the STARS transaction that closed in 2021. The node loan similarly has a low interest coverage. It was actually recently on the services watch list because of deteriorating cash flow in the underlying properties. And the debt yield there is less than 6%. So this one um, similarly has a high risk to default at maturity. However, the collateral here is uh, multifamily in Dublin. And the Dublin residential market is one of the tightest that we know here in Europe. So the quality of the underlying assets may help with the refinancing, or even if it does default, then a sale of the assets should help with the repayment of the debt. Let's now discuss the transaction structures. Modern CMBS differ significantly from those of the pre-GFC era. What are the main structural changes? So we think that the uh, current vintage CMBS transaction mainly have longer tail periods compared to the pre-GFC deals. And this is going to help with the ratings performance and rating stability. And that's because 
the uh, servicer and special servicer in more recent vintage CMBS deals have more time to work out a loan should it default at maturity. So pre-GFC, oftentimes, if a loan, for example, was to mature in uh, 2006, say, then the servicer or special servicer would only have two years to take control of the property, sell them, and with the proceeds, repay the bonds. And we had a few deals at the time where this two-year period was just too short. So in our current criteria that we released already over 10 years ago, we now require at least a five-year tail period. And we think this will now allow the special service a sufficient time to maximize recoveries from the loans. And they'd be less likely to be forced into fire sale of the assets. The other major factor is really that we now see lower LTV loans. So pre-GFC, oftentimes loans were underwritten at 80% LTV or higher. Now we've really seen a 60, maximum 70% LTV in the CMBS loans of recent vintages. Let's suppose that one or more of the loans in our rated deals default. What then? So if a loan defaults, that's actually something that we expect under our rating analysis. From a ratings perspective, the default of the loan in and of itself wouldn't lead us to take any rating action. What happens is that the default triggers a transfer of the loan to the special servicer, and the special servicer will then develop a business plan to maximize the recovery from the loan. Our assumption under our ratings definitions is a 100% probability of default. And therefore, at this stage, we will obviously continue monitoring the, the loan and the workout process, but we wouldn't take any rating action. So the special servicer will then go in and determine what's the best course of action here. Sometimes they may determine that an immediate sale of the assets is the best way to repay the loan. Sometimes they may agree with the borrower that the borrower will inject additional equity to lower the leverage, or they will just siphon off excess cash flow from the loan in order to lower the leverage. So there's a lot of different options. And because we have this five-year tail period now, special services tend to take more time than they used to in the past. Finally, what's the outlook for the coming year in terms of performance of these deals? That's a good question. And I think the answer will have to be separated into the different sectors, right? So office loans and retail loans, we still think will struggle to refinance more than, uh, say, multifamily or distribution warehouse loans. The retail sector still hasn't fully recovered from the pandemic, and we don't think it will ever get to pre-pandemic level simply because the online retail trend continues. And uh, we think shopping centers, especially those in secondary locations, will continue to be under pressure. In the office sector, it's really a question of how work from home and the changing needs of these big office occupiers changes the landscape for office properties. What we're noticing is a flight to quality. Everyone now wants to be in ESG compliant, centrally located, newer properties. So those assets that are in B locations or even in secondary locations may suffer more than those grade A office buildings. Then consequently, CMBS loans or CRE loans backed by secondary or class B office buildings will be harder to refinance than class A ESG compliant properties. I'd like to thank our guest, Matthias Herzog, 
His latest paper, European CMBS Faces Crunch Time with Loan Maturities Amid Higher Interest Rates, is available on our website, www.spglobal.com forward slash ratings. We'll catch you next time on Take Notes. To subscribe to Take Notes or to view our analyst research, go to spglobal.com forward slash ratings. Thank you for listening to Take Notes with Jim Manzi and Tom Schopflocker.